Hey guys, we just want to take a second before uh, this episode begins to let you know that we will be talking about some sensitive slash physical things during this uh, episode. So if you're listening with kids, uh, nothing graphic, but we just wanted to give you a heads up so that you could make a decision, uh, informed decision about whether you wanted to uh, listen to this without your kids. Thanks for listening. Beyond a Parent, the podcast for Christians seeking clarity for parenting in a confusing world. I'm Chuck Mead. And I'm Jeremy Autry. And so we are continuing our series on teens and relationships. Uh, it is Wednesday for us. Jeremy went to the gym this morning, played a little basketball because he's awesome like that. Uh, How'd that go? I'm terrible at basketball. There was a 70-year-old man there that uh, outscored me. It was pretty bad. Really? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Can I open with a little story? I love stories. Okay. I told you a little bit about this already, but when I was home for college for a year, I got a membership to the YMCA in my hometown, and I would go early in the morning and play basketball. And it was me and a bunch of old retired men, okay? I was like 19. And there was this old, older, um, retired pastor. His name was Al Overstreet, and he would come in the gym, and he would ask to play me one-on-one. And he would, I mean, he was in his mid to late, I mean, like mid-70s probably. And he would crush me every single day. And here I was 19 and this old retired (laughs) pastor, and he would crush me. And so that really helped my self-esteem. That's just what I wanted to share. You survived it. I'm proud of you, Pastor Chuck. I'm not an athlete, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. (laughs) Same. But Pastor Jeremy is. No, I'm not an athlete. I am tall, though. That's okay. Not all of us are gifted in that area. So when we're talking about dating um, and our kids, so we've talked about um, teaching our kids the purpose of dating, talked about teaching our kids the dangers of dating. Today's episode, Jeremy, is how do I know my kid is ready to date? That's, um, uh, first of all, it's a ridiculous question. We never know anything. Um, about what our kids are ready for, what they're not ready for. So let's just mm-hmm. begin with that concept in mind. Um, Chuck and I, you know, we aren't perfect parents. We don't know anything. Um, and uh, you don't know exactly what's going on in the heart and mind of your kid. Mm-hmm. So it's important to remember, um, if you lack wisdom, you, know, you ask of the Lord. We need to keep God at the forefront of this this idea and this thought process um, and and pray to be filled with the Holy Spirit because we don't know. Right. But that being said, there's still some logic that needs to play into um, as you're thinking about, is my kid ready for this huge situation in their life? And I think we <clears throat> we always want to look to grace and, and remember, were we ever like, man, when I look back and even when I started dating Katie, I mean, was I really ready? Was I really in the place, the exact place I should have been? No, there was probably a lot more growth that could have taken place in my life. But God is gracious in taking us where we're at. But at the same time, it's wise to begin to examine ourselves, and it's wise for our kids, for us as parents to be able to equip and help our kids see if they're in that right position. 
So I guess to start off, if we could summarize the episode and just say, how do I know, or how can I at least be better prepared to know when my kid is in a good position? And we just started off the episode, Jeremy, by saying this, we know our teen is ready to date, or at least may be ready to date, when they are mature enough to handle the emotional and sexual pressures that can accompany dating. Yeah, let's remember, uh, sometimes as parents, we forget all about that, you mm-hmm. know, and we see our, our our own children and we forget what it was like to be a teenager, to to have feelings for somebody else. And and we think of our, our kids as if they were still six years old and um, all those things are dangerous. It's important to remember that dating has real pressures that go along with it. And we don't want to set a kid up for failure Mm -hmm. by putting them into a situation that they're just not ready for. And we talked uh, in the last episode about some dangers, the dangers of making an idol, the dangers of becoming intimate um, too early and in in, in inappropriate ways, not just physically intimate, but we want to make sure that our kid is as prepared as possible for that, for those dangers before we open that door. So as we are looking to establish the boundaries in our home, when our kid comes to us and they're, you know, 15, 16 years old and they say, I, um, this is my new girlfriend at school or this girl I'm interested in. And, uh, your son just says, I want to go on a date with her. I'm ready. Like I want to go out with her, whatever terminology they use. What are you going to respond or how are you going to respond? And if you have boundaries in place, how are you going to communicate that? Those, These are all questions we need to be thinking about as our kids get into those teenage years. And um, a scripture that we could just establish with that we brought up before, but Ephesians 6, 4 says, fathers provoke not your children to wrath. That applies to mothers too, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Yeah. So we want to apply this concept to all of our parenting as today, specifically as we're talking about dating, we have to consider what does that look like as we nurture them, their spiritual growth, we admonish them, we set up boundaries so that this isn't a frustrating experience for our kid. Um, That's part of the danger that we just fly by the seat of our pants and our children have no idea what to expect out of us Mm. and there's no established boundaries. Um, That's frustrating. That's provoking your kid to wrath. Yeah. And so we've got to understand that there are things we cannot, as much as we want to, there are things we cannot control when it comes to our kids and their relationships. Yeah. It's not... You can't tell your kid not to have feelings, mm-hmm. not to notice uh, someone of the opposite gender and to to feel a certain way about them. That's ridiculous. You mm-hmm. can't just shut that off. And um, we can't control uh, our kids' minds and our kids' thought processes and our kids' imagination, but we can control how they spend their time and, yeah. and whether or not they're chaperoned and things like that. Right. So <clears throat> we must consider that our and understand while there's... While our kids are under our roof and we do have a certain level of control over them, that opportunity to control their decisions and what they do is going to be gone one day. Yeah. <laughs> that day's coming. Right. It's coming fast. And But what doesn't have to disappear is your opportunity to influence your children mm-hmm. in, in a positive way, in a godly way. Um, but for that to continue, that influence has to start at the same time that you're exercising control over your kid. Mm -hmm. If you're just controlling them, 
without purposefully trying to teach them, admonish Mm. them, nurture them, if you're just controlling, then when that opportunity to control disappears, and it's going to, your opportunity to, you can't now say, okay, I can't control you anymore, so I will try to influence you through Mm -hmm. conversation and through logic and through a relationship. That has to begin way earlier in the relationship. Right. So we make influence the goal, not control. But we still, as long as they're under our roofs, under our authority, we still train and we can still put rules in place in our homes, right? I mean, we come back to this, but Proverbs 22, 6, we are to train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. So that's not a promise. We've talked about that, but that does show us as a principle, we are to train up our kids. And that in- includes this realm of dating and relationships. Yeah. So as you're considering the boundaries and... um the evolution of those boundaries and the dangers of um, dating. These should be conversations you're having with your kid as you're putting those rules in place. Um, This is, uh, I'm thinking back to when my kids were younger and even I fall into this trap now when I just say, here's the rule and you're going to follow it because I'm the adult and you're the kid. I pay all the bills. You live in my house. Here's the rule. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there's a big danger there because now my kid is just waiting for the opportunity to get out from under that rule yeah. so they can live their own life. And that's, uh, you know, that's a failure as a parent. Yeah. So as we begin to examine this question of when my kid may be ready uh, to date, there are multiple questions that we have to ask ourselves, that we yeah. have to ask ourselves, that we have to ask ultimately our kids. And this co- starts with knowing our kids. So obviously we must know um, what our kid is dealing with, where they are at currently in their life, um, right? Yeah. And as you're considering that, you're you're also kind of grading yourself. You know what I mean? Have I had that conversation to get my kid to this point of understanding and this point of maturity. Uh, I feel like I keep coming back to this, but I just want to get across the point that it's not just a measurement of our kids and whether or not they finally got this or not. Mm -hmm. Until they do, I'm just going to keep this rule in place. It's more, am I training them and have I got them to this level so that they're ready for the next thing? Right. So the first question we would ask, first of all, is how old is my kid, right? (laughs) Why do we even have to say that? Yeah, uh, I don't want to belittle anybody, but man, I've heard some crazy stories about really young kids having boyfriends. Uh, I'm using air quotes, uh, boyfriends and girlfriends and and parents thinking, hey, this is healthy and this is cute. And I don't know, maybe maybe I overreact to that in my own mind, but I just see it as really, really dangerous um, to make that such a big deal at a really young age. Yeah. At the same time, though, sometimes we can still in our minds think our kid is perpetually eight years old and they're really 16, a couple years away from being out of the house, and they're interested in relationships and dating. And we're, we could be so restrictive yeah. that we, because in our minds, we still think they're eight. And I think this is another reason why parents don't talk to their kids about sex as early as they should. 
um, because they still in their minds view them as a five-year-old. Yeah. I don't want to corrupt my kid, but your kid is 12 years old. They're 11, 12 years old. They're already hearing their stuff. Right. And, and we don't stop and think, okay, what age is my kid right now? What are they able to handle? What are they already being taught and uh, shown from the world? And how can I engage and train them in the current age they're yeah. at? Because if, if we, if we um, stick our head in the sand and ignore the fact that our kids are growing older um, and say, no, we're going to put these conversations off, we're going to put this opportunity to be in a romantic relationship, we're going to keep putting that off, you're going to get to the point where you've lost all opportunity for control, you, uh, your kid has a significant amount of freedom, maybe they have gone to college, or maybe they're just adults and they've moved out and they've got their own place, and then suddenly they have ultimate, complete freedom to do what they want, spend time however they want to with the opposite sex, and you haven't done your work in training them, getting ready for that point. So considering your kid's age on both ends of that spectrum, mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're very young, elementary age kids... We're not ready for a dating relationship, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, if they're mature high school age kids, not that you need to demand and seek out and try to manipulate so your kid has a relationship, but there should at least be conversations that are preparing them and an open door, an opportunity that you've communicated with them, hey, this is available to you now. Right. So how old is my kid? Then... I think a big question we would need to ask them, ask ourselves about them, is their relationship with God where it should be? Yeah, remember when we talked about the dangers of dating, one of the top ones was creating an idol out of your boyfriend or girlfriend, or also making just the concept of love and dating an idol. And um, we want to make sure... We're not setting our kids up to worship any false god, and the only way to do that is to train them to be in love with the one true God who can fulfill all their needs and take care of them and, and be God in their life. Right. So coming under that, if if God is number one, if God is has his rightful place in our kids' lives, then that means uh, really that they're uh, following God's Word. So a question that goes along with that is that do they agree with God's Word and his good boundaries for marriage. If God is in his rightful place, then that means his word will be in its rightful place. So do they see God's word, <clears throat> his boundaries for marriage, and they do they agree with that? Do they at least see that that is in God's word and I'm trusting God's word? And how could they see it if we haven't spent the time right. to talk through this with them? You know, hey, this is what God's Word says about marriage and what that's supposed to look like. I love Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. We should look at dating that way. Let's focus on the main thing. Let's focus on what matters. Let's learn what God says about romantic relationships and then move forward mm-hmm. with that. Let's don't get the cart ahead of the horse. Yeah. And this is not a full episode on LGBT issues. Jeremy doesn't even know I'm going into this. But Chuck. but this is, obviously, it's June at the time of our recording this. Um, it's People celebrate this as Pride Month. And so, really, view something like that as, hey, man, this is an amazing opportunity to teach my kids what God says about marriage and not just what is outside of God's design when it comes to uh, people trying to twist that uh, marriage isn't just between a man and a woman, 
like God says, but use this as an opportunity to talk about this is what God says marriage should be, and this is how it affects your relationships. This is how God's word and God's design for marriage affects how you date right now, how you see the opposite sex. So it's not just detoxing our kids' um, exposure to the world and what our world's saying, but it's also showing them God's beautiful design and how it affects them right there and in that moment as they're in this season of dating. Right. Right. So, anything else about that? Oh, I will say, um, before it was ever Pride Month, June was also my birth month. So, if you're looking for I'm something so else to celebrate... That's what I'm celebrating, yeah, Jeremy. I'm, I'm turning a certain age in the, near the end of this month. Yeah. And again, we'll probably do a series in the future, I'm sure. On my that, birthday? Uh, yeah, that, oh. exactly. That. Also about um, LGBT questions and things like that as they come up. But for this month, we're just focusing on your kids and navigating dating relationships. So next question we could ask ourselves about our kids is, have they proven that they are mature? sincere, trustworthy. There could be a lot of other things. Yeah. We um, we talked about this before, about the idea of, you know, when is your kid ready for certain, certain opportunities and certain freedoms? And mm-hmm. it's the same idea here. Why would you open them up to this really dangerous freedom if they're not ready in a maturity level, if there's yeah. not... You know, if there's not that level of, of trustworthiness and honesty and, you know, those things... Um, all that stuff is bound up in our heart. We have a sin nature. It's normal for our mm-hmm. kids to not be those things. But as we watch God work in their lives and mature them and grow them, then those things evolve. Yeah. So evaluate their <clears throat> character, not with rose-colored glasses, but like truly examine um, their character and how they've grown as a person, their relationship with God. And um, this would really fall under this, but how are they doing following the rest of the rules in your home? Right. Yeah. If if they uh, if they're not doing the other things that you expect of them while you're right there in front of them, then we probably can't expect them to follow the rules when you're not right there in front of them. So where their heart is, um, how how they obey is a pretty good indicator of that. Right. And we need discernment and wisdom <clears throat> in this as parents. Like our kids aren't going to be perfect, but we we need to be able to examine how are they doing as a whole, following the, the rules that they've already been given. Next, do they see or understand the need of boundaries in relationships? Yeah. You want to make sure they get the dangers of this situation before you just open up the opportunity to them. Yeah. So do they see, even if they don't fully agree with your rules, because chances are the rules we have in place for our kids and their dating relationships, they would they don't agree with them 100%. But they do they at least understand that there needs to be some type of boundaries? Do they see why dating outside of God's design is dangerous? Are they aware of that? Is that something they have internalized? Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't open up other opportunities for your kid if they didn't see the dangers. You wouldn't let your kid drive if they didn't understand why speeding was dangerous and why um, driving recklessly was dangerous. You wouldn't let your kid cook if they didn't understand why heat is dangerous. You know, uh, you would put you would put these restrictions on them until they were capable of understanding that dating's no different. And we know they understand by asking them questions, not just telling them. So our kids may not understand 
And just because we've we've given a lecture or we've done all the talking, we can b- have a better understanding if they're we can know of their understanding by asking them questions and see where that's at. And that's just uh, that's just a good thing to understand as we're training our kids in many different areas, right. testing their level of understanding by asking them, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. Where are you at on this? And remember, we're, we're never going to have complete agreement. Our kids are never going to be like, oh, yeah, Dad, you're right about everything. Mm-hmm. you know. But we need some kind of common ground that they see that, hey, there's some real dangers here, and they admit that um, before we should be comfortable with just opening that door. Yeah. Here's a big one, Jeremy. <clears throat> are they mature enough to handle themselves when or if this relationship Ends. Remember, most um, most adolescent romantic relationships end. Yeah, and uh, when they do, this is a big deal. This is a tough situation. This is painful. This can be overwhelming. This is this is something to be concerned about. Is my kid going to be able to handle this when they come to the end of this relationship, or is it going to completely wreck their lives? Yeah, I remember. A uh, middle school relationship ending for me, Jerry, Jeremy, when I'm in like sixth grade. And I remember how devastating it was at that age and the emotions and how I just felt like my world was ending. And this was not even a relationship with somebody that I communicated with. I mean, I'm, I'm in sixth grade, but I'm feeling the weight of it. I can't imagine how much even more intense and where I was, how emotionally immature I was at that age, if I was allowed to treat that relationship like a very serious going out alone, going out on dates with this person. Because we didn't have any freedom like that. But I can only imagine how much more severe. And we look at cases of uh, teen anxiety, depression, suicide, and a lot of those cases can be traced back to they have been hurt by a relationship. Right. So, I mean... No, we can't go and stop their emotions, their feelings, but before we give them open freedom in these relationships, we need to examine, Can is my kid mature enough to handle, are they prepared emotionally for this relationship to end? You know, and the, the flip side of that would be, I guess, what if they um, didn't care if the relationship ended. This is just this flippant thing. I'm just dating for the fun of it, and it's no big deal if this lasts a day or month or or whatever, you know, and I'll just go on to the next relationship. That, too, would be they're not ready for this because the end of it doesn't carry the weight that yes. it should. And, again, going back to the purpose of dating, we don't – believe it's wise to just date just for the fun of it. There's a goal, there's an intention uh, in mind. Dating should at least have the anticipation of potential marriage, not just jumping in this relationship with the intention of it ending. But knowing the reality and the statistics we've already looked at, um, that most people who are married today didn't even know each other in high school, we've got to understand this relationship realistically will end. And if it does, can they handle that? Yeah. Side note, if it does, can you handle that? It's Ooh. very important. Parents, you know, um, we need to be evaluating ourselves as we're walking through these. And uh, Chuck and I have had conversations before about situations where the parents seem to struggle more with the breakup of a relationship than the kids themselves did. There's some real dangers there. We talked about it previously 
uh, in the last episode about, you know, how parents can overstep and make these situations worse. Uh, so um, are you ready? Yeah. And that's a balance, too, like we talked about. So we don't want to we don't want to gloss over their feelings like, oh, this is just a joke. This isn't real. And we discount their feelings entirely. Um, but on the other end, we um, we have to understand this is not a marriage. So when if our teens are in a dating relationship and it breaks up, we can't treat it like it's a divorce yeah. or a marriage ending. So that can make it so bad when the breakup happens that we as parents – may not be there emotionally for our kids because we're grieving over the loss of this person and we've got to be that stable parent who is um, spirit-filled and able to look at and say, okay, I want to have a good perspective on this right. to help my kid through this. Yeah, I'm going to have to look at this in a healthy way so I can um, nurture and admonish them to look at it in a healthy way also. Yes. And then um, I guess the last question we could ask Jeremy is, am I, this is a self-examination, am I as the parent having ongoing, continual conversations about dating with yeah. my kids? Just like uh, that's how we opened up. We have to be influencing them. We have to be pouring into them. It can't just be these rules. Have I already been talking to them about these things? Have I already been talking to them about loving God more than anybody else? Have I already been talking to them about the dangers? Have I already been talking to them about, hey, relationships? And have I already put the work in to help my kid mature to that level and so that I'm influencing them now so that when my opportunity to control them has ended, I've still got this influence built up in their life so I can continue uh, for the glory of God and for their own their own well-being mm-hmm. and for this, the health of our relationship, do I get to continue being a parental influence in their lives? And I think it's important that whatever state our kids are in, we jump in and start having those conversations. So we've talked about this before. Maybe you say, well, hey, well I've not done any training my kid's already an older teen. They're already in a serious relationship. I've hardly done anything. So you can start having these conversations now. Don't don't have the mindset of, it's too late for me. I can't have these conversations. We can have conversations with our adult children yeah. who are already married and about the purpose of marriage and about loving their spouse as they should. Um, but we've got to do these have or have these conversations out of love, not just establishing rules, but showing them our heart. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be awkward, and that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. Your kids don't think you're cool. Stop pretending like they do. It's yeah. going to be weird, and they're going to roll their eyes. And by the same token, it doesn't need to become this all-encompassing, hey, this is all we talk about. Um, you got to be spirit-led yeah. and and think through those situations, too. But um, this is important. Um, speaking from personal experience, this it's it's weird. It's hard. It can be awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not down. We're not downplaying that, but it's worth it. It's important. Yeah. So when you have those conversations, don't approach it as in this. You're in trouble. I'm lecturing, lecturing you. But just say, hey, I, I'm. You can say something like, I just want you to be more prepared for this relationship. I don't want you to get um, caught up in any dangers and just. Begin having those conversations. Say, this is just out of love. I love you. I want to see you. Um, if marriage is in your future, I want to see you in a healthy, committed relationship that's glorifying to God. 
and just open it up that way. Who knows where God can take those conversations? Yeah. If I'm being honest, a, a trap I have fallen into, a trap that's easy to fall into, is waiting for waiting for the the need to arise, watching your kids' lives and thinking, I'll wait until there's a relationship here to talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. Wrong answer. You know, these are things that we should be proactive about right. so that their mind is already thinking biblically and correctly about this before they're, they're prepared to cross that bridge before they ever get to it. Yeah, so true. Yeah. All right. So, hey, thanks for listening to Beyond a Parent. Remember, parenting is beyond us, but in Christ, we have all that we need for this journey. Peace out. Peace out.